0: How do you prepare for a game on the other side of a continent? Do you ever forget your small-town roots under the bright lights of the NFL? And what's the mood like in a professional locker room when results are lean? And can perhaps Christmas presents perk everything back up? Do giants go into space? And is the New York media really as tough as everybody says? This is beyond-the-lead with New York Giants cornerback, James Bradbury. There are few cities on earth that can provide an athlete with the same kind of fishbowl effect as New York City. Especially when you grew up in a small town in Alabama and went to school at the FCS level. And... In a media market hungry for blood and the clicks that come from negative headlines, that scrutiny only intensifies if your team is struggling, like Pro Bowl cornerback James Bradbury's New York footballing giants. go. I guess it could be worse. They could be the Jets. Anyway, in an extended conversation with ESPN's Patrick Georgievic, the 28-year-old Pleasant Grove, Alabama native, discussed how he has dealt with the scrutiny of the New York media and the increasingly loud social media since signing with the Giants from the Carolina Panthers a couple of years ago, opening up on how he maintains a clear head and focus on what's really important in life in such times. The second-round draft pick in the 2016 NFL draft also talked about growing up in a small town, his family, playing for a small school, playing Santa for his teammates, and much, much more. But first, speaking ahead of his side's meeting with the Los Angeles Chargers in mid-December, Bradry gave an insight into what heading across the country is like for an East Coast NFL franchise.
1: Uh, Well, we're in Arizona because uh, we play the Chargers um, on Sunday. And um, we're we're a team on the East Coast, and we play Miami. Um, so I, f- I think it was better for us to go ahead and fly um, across the country to the West Coast so we can get acclimated to the time and whatnot. I think that was a whole thing. The coaches wanted us. That's why they wanted us to come out here a week early so we can get acclimated to the time change and whatnot. Um, but we're in Arizona because I think their taxes are better uh, than, <laughs> than staying get- in California for a whole week. So I'm definitely appreciative of that. Um, so, yeah, that's it's definitely uh, that's one of the reasons why
2: that's legit is it like you get your game check and that comes without tax for for that week because you're in az
1: oh well we also we get taxed um like during the week i presume um because i'm, I'm assuming we would get taxed by arizona because we practiced this whole week over here versus cali with taxes there whatever their tax is if we, pra- we practice over there um but I'm not sure how that affects the game check. I know the game check is still going to be taxed by by California because I, we play them on Sunday. So that's not going to really change too much. Uh, but they won't hit us twice, I think. We'll, be, we'll get hit by Arizona, and then we'll get hit by Cali.
2: Yeah, so not as bad. A little more money in the pocket.
1: Yeah, a little bit more. You know, I'm appreciative of all of it.
2: Hey, man, that's, that sounds good. We just got to get you down to Texas or, or Florida, man. You'd be tight.
1: Texas or Florida would be nice, you know. And no uh, state income taxes. Always lovely to see.
2: 100%. So, James, I know you obviously, you grew up in Alabama and that is some somewhere that is of great significance to. I had a look, Pleasant Grove, Alabama, 10,000 people live there. So, it's a, a pretty small place, right? What does that mean to you, that place?
1: Uh, well, that's home for me, you know? That's where my heart is. That's where I spent the uh, majority of my childhood and my teenage years and, some of my adult uh, years there. So, I mean, it's home for me. Uh, it'll always be home. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the, with the area because, like you said, it's a small area and I'm familiar with the, um, a lot of the people that are around there. Uh, so, that's, it'll always be home for me.
2: And you go back there every off-season, is that right?
1: Yeah, I always go back there. You know, my mom is still there um, and my sister is there as well. Uh, so, my family is there, so I always go back.
2: And you put a fair bit of effort... And money back into the community, why?
1: Because that's what my heart is. You know, they, uh, I care for the city. I care for the people around there. Um, I know, you know, um, you know, their lifestyle. You know, how they, how they go through everyday life. Um, some of the struggles they may go through. Um, and of course, some of the positive things they go through as well. Uh, so that's why I put money back into them.
2: So with that, James, I mean, it's completely different to, to being in New York. Obviously, you're in Carolina beforehand and you went away to college, so you've had plenty of life experience. But just what is that like playing in New York? And for someone that doesn't, you know, hugely love the spotlight, what's that been like as a transition for you?
1: I think it's very different um, because in the South, I feel like um, people down there, they really um, enjoy college football more than they enjoy the the, uh, National Football League. Um, but up north, I feel like they enjoy the NFL more than they enjoy college sports. You know, of course, that's aside from maybe Ohio State and Michigan. But I know New Jersey. Uh, man, they're, they're diehard Giants fans, man. They definitely going to let you know whenever you're doing good and also when you're doing bad. Um, so it's all it's good support up here. Um, we've got a strong fan base. Um, and it's a great organization as well, you know. They put a lot. They support us. Um, as far as everything, nutrition, um, health, uh, strength, um, and conditioning program, um, and also the coaches, you know.
2: So being in New York, James, obviously you've had a, a really successful last couple of years since you arrived. How have you seen your season so far?
1: Um, I think this season has been kind of um, up and down for me. You know, I've had, I've had a lot of good spots. I've also had some bad spots. Um, but also, like you know, we're not doing too good as a team. Uh, So, definitely, uh, we're not doing good as a team. Like, your mistakes are, you know, are blown up. And uh, everyone wants to talk about them, you know, when you're losing. Uh, So, it's not going too good right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But how do you deal with that then? Like, do you you care when when people are talking about you in a negative way? I think it's hard
1: to say no uh, because, you know, they they talk about my craft, you know. I put a lot of time and effort. Into playing football and being a good cornerback. So you know, when people say I'm I'm not doing something right, you know, of course, um, that might affect you know my emotions and I might not feel well about that. But you know, I think for me, I try to channel that channel that energy and try to attack, you know, getting better. You know, attack the next day. Um, you know, the sun's gonna rise. I remember I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, so you know, I, I hear a lot of inspirational videos and stuff. You know, the sun's still gonna rise. So you got you got Keep going.
2: So, how does that process work? Do you like? Do you get like a? You get mentioned on Twitter, or you get a DM on Instagram, and, and someone's telling you you stink or whatever it is, and then you you see that, and that frustrates you. Like, how do you, how do you even hear about the negative stuff going on?
1: So I don't really I don't look up my name on Twitter, um. So I don't really see what people say on Twitter unless you know, of course, one of the, the giants media says something and it comes across my screen because it was retweeted or whatnot. Um, but usually, you know, we have like I said, we have a strong fan base. So go along goes with that, and it's also New York City. Um, so along goes with that is the media. Uh, so the media, they kind of let you know through their questioning and whatnot. Um, but like I said, you know, I just channel that energy and try to get better. Um, and also, you know, I prepare a lot. You know, I try to prepare and put myself in good position.
2: So with that, uh, obviously, your craft is something that's really, really important to you. Uh, this may be a really obvious question, but why? It seems like from the conversations I've had, it, it seems as if it means more to you than, than most. Is there a particular reason why?
1: Um, I, think, I think it means a lot to everyone that plays football. Like if you... Um, well, I, I just speak for the guys that are starting out there, you know? Um. We get paid a lot of money to do this. Um, And I've also been doing this my whole life. Of course, it's a game, you know, but I've been recognized as one of the best in the game. Um, And I got to that point because I feel like I worked hard, I prepared, I put a lot of time into it. So anytime you put a lot of time into anything, of course, that shows that you care about it. And you see it as um, important as, you see it being significant in your life, so. That's why I care about it so much.
2: You gotta have a certain confidence to play in the NFL, to play it at the level you do, James. Do you think you're the, the best cornerback in the NFL? Do you have to have that mindset every time you go out?
1: I think you have to have the mindset that um that no one can beat you. Um, I mean, I, I play corner, but like I don't I've never been against another corner. I've always always gone against receivers. So I don't really try to um, promote myself as being the best in the game, you know, like everybody else is going to talk about it if that's what it is. Um, but I just try to, sit, I just try to, you know, build the mindset of, you know, this guy across me can't beat me, you know.
2: And what's that transition been like? I know you you quite often had to go up against big body receivers and, and now obviously the last little bit you've been going up against tight ends. How has that been for you adjusting and, what have you found through that? I
1: think um, like going against big receivers and then going against tight ends is, is very similar. Um, but you really got to attack the person and not really the position. Because um, like Mike Evans, um, he's a receiver. Uh, he's real fast. Um, real fast, you know, he has a big, a huge catch radius, uh, attacks the ball. Um, he just, he's like, he's real physical as well. And then you, um, you might play another taller guy, you know, but he's not really uh, – he doesn't play, like, real physical. He's more of, a, like, a finesse guy. He's, like, real good off the line. He runs good routes. Um, so, you got to attack that guy differently. You know, it's the same way with tight ends, you know. Not all tight ends are the same. Um, they have different skill sets.
2: So, what makes you, James Bradbury, an NFL player? Like, what, what are the little things that you do that make you not just an NFL player but a really, really high-level NFL player? Mm-hmm.
1: I think the uh, two most important things are I prepare. Like I watch a lot of film. Um, and also I try to take care of my body. Because um, I think half the battle, man, is staying on the field, honestly. Because uh, you see a lot of injuries, you know, across the board. Uh, so half the battle is on, staying on the field. So I say uh, taking care of my body and prepare.
2: Do you do anything different than, than anyone else or anything particularly unique to you just to keep yourself that way?
1: Um, like I said, you know, I put time into it. You know, I don't think there's not really anything unique about because like I like I asked a lot of even when I first got into the league, I used to ask a lot of veteran guys, you know, what did they do to take care of their body? Um, and I didn't really see a difference in a lot of people's answers. I think the most the, the, the difference was the, the amount of time that they that they did those things. Like if they did massage, or they did acupuncture, how much during the week did they do it? You know, or did a guy do it at all during the week um, when it came to like lifting weights or stretching? Did a guy do that during the week? Um, if he did, you know, I'm sure he he feels a lot better doing doing game day, and he might play better based off those things that he did throughout the week. So yeah, I don't think I do anything uniquely. I just spend a lot of time doing certain things that pertain to football.
2: Hey man, if you don't dedicate yourself to your craft, you're gonna fail no matter what you do, right? For sure. So. We're going to move away from the Giants in a little little second, James. But obviously being such a competitor, how difficult is it when certainly for the the time you've been at the Giants and well, long before that, you lose quite a a bit. What is that like as just a competitor and and having to deal with that? Because losing sucks no matter what industry or space you're in.
1: I just channel that energy and move on to the next play. You know, I think football has kind of built that mindset for me. Uh, just over the years, you know, I've always been, I've, I've always played DB, you know, my whole life. So I've always been taught, you know, you got to forget the bad thing that just happened and move on to the next play because that next play is going to come regardless. So you need to move on. Um, and of course, that comes without having more opportunities to. I would say I've, I've had more opportunities um, to mess up, but I would say, you know, I just channel that energy to make up for a mistake that I had and not make that same mistake again.
2: So when you guys lose, how long does that, that anger, that frustration stay with you? And what do you do to channel that positively or, or to remove it altogether?
1: Uh, well, usually, I mean, it, it depends, you know, um, on how close the game was, you know, if I played well, if I played bad. It just depends. Um, but typically, uh, well, I have a daughter now too. And I would say she helps out a lot. You yeah, know, because I mean, I, I when, yeah, when I come home, you know, she's happy. She wants to play. So she kind of helps me forget about, you know, the bad stuff that goes on uh, with football, you know, from losing and whatnot. 100%. Um, but usually it's out it's of my mind by, by Monday. And, of course, Wednesday it's a new week. We're on to the next team. So you got to forget about it.
2: You got to have that quick turnaround. So what is it like, fatherhood, James, for you? How much are you enjoying it? And just what has it taught you as a human being?
1: Hmm, I think it's taught me uh, a lot of patience. I <laughs> you know, have to have patience, um, have patience. And then, you know, I, I mean, I, I guess the type of dad I am, you know, I'm pretty relaxed, pretty chill. You know, I try to play games with her. You know, of course, she's real small now, so she really can't – She I mean, she's active, but she can't be too active. Um, so, I mean, I try to – like, in off-season, I bought a little, a little basketball hoop, we will shoot basketball, and she started taking the ball and, like, throwing it in there. So that was really – yeah, that was really cool. So just teaching her little things is actually, to me, the cool thing about being a dad is, like, passing on certain things to her and teaching her, Uh, so.
2: Maybe she's got your basketball skills. Ooh, I hope not. I hope she's better than me. Oh, I heard you weren't too bad at high school. Was that that wrong?
1: Uh, Well, I would say overall I wasn't a bad basketball player. I just put more effort toward football, so – I became kind of a role player in basketball. And we had better players on my team too that did that stuff 24-7. It was real good.
2: I think it's worked out okay, mate, to be honest for you.
1: Yeah, I'm in the league, so I'm good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're good. Hey, hey, James, I know you're quite a charitable person. We've talked a little bit about that already. I saw in a video you did of how you spent your first million that you put $50,000 back into your, uh, your local church uh, down um, in Alabama, what what is faith? Uh, what role does that play in your life? And and can you speak to that a little more?
1: Yeah, I would say um, I think faith kind of goes hand in hand with hope. You know, you know, it's definitely bad when a person loses hope. So you mean know, you never want to lose hope? You always want to keep faith. Um, so I think that's the. That's kind of like the tie between me and church and faith, Well, I've always had like, a connection there. Um, but I've been, I've been going to the church my whole life, you know, and they supported me throughout my um, professional career. And they also supported me, you know, when I was a student as well. So I'm just trying to get back to my church that supported me.
2: And so your your family life at, at home, James, when you're a bit younger, I know your mom is someone who was and still is a massive inspiration for you. What was it like growing up? I know you had a pretty maternal household um, when you were younger. Can you speak to any of those experiences and, and your mom in general?
1: Yeah, so my um, I grew up in a single parent household. It was just me and my sister. And then um, we was real close with my um, my grandmother. Um, so like, man, my whole life, it used to be me, my mom, my sister and my grandma, you know, no matter where we were at, you know, AAU tournaments, um, college visits, um, you know, plays, anything. Was going out to eat Saturday, every, almost every Saturday, it was us four. Uh, so I grew up in a single parent household. Um, and you know, my mom, she did a thing, you know, she took care of me and my sister on her own, um, which is, you know, I got my daughter now, so I understand, well, I don't understand, but I definitely um, can definitely see how hard it was to raise two kids. You know, on her own. So I definitely commend her, and I'm very appreciative of her. Um, but yeah, you know, that was that was kind of like the makeup of the household. You know,
2: was that hard for you? Uh, no, nah,
1: cause I, I played sports a lot. Um, so I was always busy as a kid. Um, so I never really had time to sit back and think about it. And I used to also was I was at the boys and girls club, so I never really had time to
2: sit around and think about it. You know? Yeah. No, definitely. And so, James, how do you deal with, with failure?
1: Just work harder. Learn from it.
2: You just take, you just got to approach it head on? Don't think about it too much? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, all you can do is learn from it, you know. Once you fail, like, you fail. So you might as well just try to learn from it and um, learn from it and work harder. So whatever you did didn't work, so you got to figure something else out. Mm
2: what makes you great james obviously you are in some form or another to be where you are in your position what makes you great
1: i think i just managed my time correctly
2: you got any tips
1: uh, um man what i've what i've been doing like doing the season um like i'm very i'm a very routine guy and i noticed that especially when all season gets here i'm like I, when i get off team, like i'm I don't really do what I'm supposed to do,
2: you know, but during the season
1: when I'm on a routine, like I get up pretty early, I get in there and stretch. Um, so I try to make sure my body is warmed up before I actually go out to practice, you know, and it's cold up there in New York. So you definitely got to make sure your body is good before you go out there. I also try to stretch and take care of my body when I come off the field, you know? So, and I also watch film. I also try to get enough sleep, um, and eat, eat right. So I would say, you know, I just try to make
2: good decisions and, um,
1: my time correctly, you know? The only thing that's going to help me get better.
2: Absolutely. And we talk about how important sleep is for you, James. I know you got a, a little bit of a, a Christmas present coming for some of your guys in the locker room, uh, and in particular the uh, the chili pad stuff. Do you want to talk talk to that a little bit more, give them maybe a bit of an insight into what they're, they're getting themselves into?
1: Well, from the v- reviews that I've seen and heard about, you know, I've heard it's going to get you, give you great – um it's going to give you great – Man, I just know you're gonna sleep a lot better, you know, once you yeah. get this product. <laughs> um, and that was the whole thing I wanted to do for like the DBs, you know. I didn't want to get them a gift to where they would they wouldn't like it or they weren't going to use it, or get them a gift that they was going to resell to like somebody. Um, so I wanted to get them something that was useful. Um, so I feel like that chilly sleep would be be useful towards them.
2: We we could all do it with with a better sleep, right? You can never have too good a sleep, can you?
1: You can never. You can never.
2: <laughs> James, what about yourself are you most proud of?
1: Hmm. Hmm. I guess being a good dad for this this past year and a half, I guess.
2: Nothing better you can do. Yeah, that's a good answer.
1: Yeah, you know, she kind of changed things for me. (laughs) She changed up the ball game. In what way? I mean, like now, like everything is for her, you know, everything I do.
2: That's why you play. That's why you, you get up in the morning, get up in that freezing cold.
1: Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's for, I mean, it does, does me bet Like I, I become a better person and player and whatever, because I do those things, but it affects her because whatever I do, essentially it's going to trickle down and affect her. So it's all for her.
2: You that's know? your why, huh?
1: Yeah, she's going she gonna to take over, you know, once I'm up out of here.
2: Can I read you a quote, James, from your rookie season? I'm interested to get your thoughts on it, if I can. This was you talking in your rookie season. I think it was before your first game. You said, if things do go sour, I can always have my mum. She'll still love me. Hopefully it'll go well. I'm going to come out on top. Hopefully.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny hearing you read that. Cause I don't don't really go back and read my quotes or anything or listen to my interviews. Uh, But I was kind of being sarcastic, honestly. Uh, But it's very truthful too. You know, my mom is going to love me. My mom does still love me. Um, And she definitely reminds me of that. You know, she's always been my biggest supporter. Um, But I was being very sarcastic too. You know, I, I mean, I put like, I was being sarcastic about that. And I was speaking, I guess you would, people like might read that and say, He's not confident, but like I prepare through that week, you know, I go out there and practice hard. I prepare. That's what gives me my confidence. Once I get to Sunday, it's not what I'm gonna say. Like anything, I I go out there and say I'm the best guy, but you can still like go out there and get toasted, you know. So my like words don't <laughs> mean anything. It it's all about your actions.
2: Yeah. So you I mean you might think that, but what's the, what's the point in saying that out out in the media space and just just heaping that on you?
1: Yeah, I mean I could probably get more marketing and more more money, but I mean that ain't that ain't that ain't me for real. So.
2: yeah i I was hoping i feel for you rob yeah you gotta you gotta see some what you can do there how do you want to be (laughs) remembered hey man you're getting yourself in trouble now james
1: (laughs) hey man you gotta you gotta be yourself rob always um he always says i need to be myself you know so I'm, i'm gonna be myself i also put myself out
2: there more you know that's why i'm on here talking with with you my friend you spoken to, to any Australians before? Am I, the, am I the first ever?
1: Hmm, I believe so. I'm sure I have, but I can't really pinpoint somebody specifically that I really sat down and had a conversation with.
2: Oh, damn. A- anything you want to know? Anything I can teach you?
1: Nah, man. I just heard I got some daily animals over there.
2: Yeah, man. Well, we, I'm got sure
1: some... we got daily animals in the US, but I heard y'all got like, probably like on the top 10 list is probably five of them from australia
2: (laughs) (laughs) i can't confirm that uh but yeah we we got a we got a few out here i know you like travel you you ever gonna make your way over here
1: you know what i need to you know i have a teammate yeah i need to i need to travel more you know gain more perspective on this on this earth
2: that's it and you can maybe get eaten by a few animals over here
1: man hopefully i don't get eaten maybe like i get bitten or maybe
2: pinched or something or like yeah. attacked but hopefully they don't eat me and hey, you're pretty physical James I reckon you just jam them up and, and you'll be sweet man I'm only
1: physical on the field you know <laughs> <laughs> you know once I get off the field I try to be relaxed as much as much as possible and I try to have no conflict outside of football
2: <laughs> that, that sounds good man Hey, with with that uh, travel, what's the best place you've been so far? And and talk to me about the different perspectives you've gained from it.
1: The best places I've been, hmm. I mean, I've only been overseas. Well, I've been to London, you know, with football. But the, yeah. I've only been overseas one time to Bahamas, and I was on. I was on like a resort, so it was kind of Americanized. Yeah. Um, But I would say you just gain more perspective from just talking with different people. I think, I think talking to older people. Um, the more I talk to like older people, older people, that's like, um, that's where I want to be. You know, once I get to whatever age they're at, you know, I feel like they give me more of a perspective on life and you know what I need to be doing.
2: Do you get that opportunity to talk with any of the older staffers, like some maybe the equipment managers or trainers? I think your trainer is really quite old, isn't he? In
1: You know, I talk, I talk to uh, the guys around the building a lot more now versus like when I first got into the league, I was like real um, secluded into myself. Uh, But now, you know, I've been around for a while now. So I kind of, I wouldn't say I like go out of my way, but I I definitely try to speak more and have conversations around the building. You know, like my equipment manager, Jackie, he was in Carolina with me. Um, So anytime I get down, sit down and talk, talk with him or, Coach uh, Mac, the special teams coordinator for us. He was also in Carolina. So those are two guys that saw me when I first got into the league. So they've seen my growth. Um, so that's why I, I tend to talk to those guys outside of football a lot more. Um, yeah, and I, I talk to Dave Gettleman as well, too, every now and then.
2: So what's Dave like? He, he's obviously a much-spoken-about figure um, in, in the media. He even makes his way over here uh, in the news, well, somewhat. What is he like, um, and what, what would you like to say about Dave that perhaps isn't out there in the media?
1: Hmm, I think um, he's a very resilient guy. You know, um, just like I don't really, of course, like doing my explore page. I might see some some bad talk about me, you know, but I also see stuff that they might say about him. And I'm sure he like like might go out and people talk about him as a as a gym and whatnot. Um, but I feel, I would like, I would like to say he's very like resilient, you know, cause he always comes in no matter if we lost or whatnot, or maybe if I had a bad game, you know, he always comes in he speaks to me. Um, he's energetic. Um, so I would say, you know, I would say that about him.
2: What would he um, say? What does he say to you in, in some of those moments where you might've had a tough game? Um,
1: he would just encourage me to, to kind of pick it up, you know, um, it really just encouraged me to pick it up. You know, I would say um after he left Carolina, you know, I GM over there then well, I would take that back. Well, I would say I, I saw Dave Gettleman in the locker room or around you know, us as players more than I've seen other GMs that I've been under. Um, and cause you don't really see that, you know. And I think that's a positive thing that he that he does. You know, that's a good thing that he does that.
2: For sure. And James, with the Giants season, I mean, what are you hoping for for the rest of the season from your guys and from yourself?
1: Uh, I just hope we continue to play with effort, you know, as a whole. Um, I want to play, you know, my best this stretch, this last stretch. um, And that's my goal.
2: Is the Pro Bowl in your mind as well?
1: If, you know, if we were winning, it would. Um, but my focus right now is just going out there and trying to win. You know, you know, if you're, we're not if we're not winning, I'm not going. I'm not going to get the accolades that I want. Uh, that's how I look at it, and that's how, that's what I remind myself. So, you know, my whole goal is to go out there and help us win a game.
2: For sure. Hey James, uh, I appreciate it. Do you have time for one more question, or, or you got to run now?
1: No, I got time.
2: So, t- I read this and I need to check it because it really really interests me. <laughs> outer space does that still interest you i read a couple of years ago something that, that really interested you man i'm
1: intrigued by a lot of things now I mean, i'm intrigued by the meta uh metaverse i'm intrigued about outer space um i'm intrigued about countries outside of the u.s you know i'm intrigued by a lot nowadays
2: damn we got a lot we got a lot to unpack man. there
1: yeah i got a lot to, i gotta travel a lot more
2: you, would you travel to space?
1: Ooh, I wouldn't be the first.
2: Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably, I probably wouldn't be in that
1: early bunch. I'll probably be later on after we've had a few successful missions up, out of there.
2: Is there anywhere, wow. you, like a planet, you'd like to go to? I mean, this is now taking a different turn, but where would you go if you could go? Man, I'm
1: trying to go to Pluto. Damn. So, sure.
2: Why? Go to Pluto. Go to Pluto.
1: Isn't that the, the furthest planet?
2: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: That's the goal, man, to go to Pluto. That's, <laughs> that's the furthest out there. So of course, whatever's out there, that's it's gonna be the last to be touched, you know. mean, whatever's out there probably can withstand anything because it's far out there.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's up there. It's almost as far as from here here to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, aliens do they fascinate you at all james
1: uh used to when i was younger
2: but not anymore yeah i don't really think about aliens too much now okay so what do what do you think about in your spare time hmm. it's
1: not football it's not family it relates to family um i try to think about um i'm intrigued by real estate okay yeah so i try to like listen to um Really, just finances in general, like real estate and finances, um, just how to you know work your money and have your money work for you. So I would say that intrigues me.
2: So, do you hunt or fish or do anything like that? I know that's very much a stereotype, but it's somewhat popular down south.
1: Yeah, I like to. Um, I like to fish. Um, I wouldn't say I do it a lot, but I definitely want to do it more. You know, I'm just not. None of my friends back home really fish like that, you know. But I met one of my teammates, Corey Cunningham, he fishes. So when we go back to Alabama, I'm going to go go fish with him and uh, probably go hunt with him as well. Um, but yeah, it is pretty stereotypical that you ask that. But it's cool <laughs> though. It's, if it
2: <laughs> Hey, look, I'm happy. I'm happy to come over to Alabama in the off season. You can, you can show me what it's actually about as opposed to the the stereotype.
1: I'm down with that, man. I appreciate that's... that. You gotta be willing to come come try it out. I appreciate that.
2: No, nah, that's cool, man. Hey, you know, the only thing I know about Alabama is probably the Crimson Tide, and, and I'm sure you know you're not the uh the biggest fan of, of them. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I was kind of turned off from that robbery between Alabama and Arbor. So yeah. I became a Florida State fan.
2: Florida State fan. Yeah, there you go. You, you know it's you know it's funny, is when I looked up and was doing my research and I saw Samford. I I had to double check. I thought it might have even been like a a spelling error and it was, you know, Stanford out there in the Pac-12. So, you know, man, that's – you've come from a pretty – a small school. How have you found that? Has that helped you along the way, like stay humble? Or what's that been like?
1: So coming from a small school, yeah, I would say like it – it gives you a different perspective, you know. You know, it it does humble you a little bit um, because you're not competing against the best of the best, you know. Um, But I will say, uh, being from a small school, you know, um, man, you know, those programs at Alabama and Auburn just those bigger schools in general are run a little bit differently than how it might be ran at a D1AA um, just because you can't really do that um, because – we don't have the the resources to be able to do what they do. You know, they have a cafeteria, they have all these nice things in the athletic training room, the, the weight room and stuff, to where they could be the top tier guy that they are, but we don't we can't really have that at Sanford. Um, so it definitely humbles you. Uh, but it also like it, it makes you work hard. So you like you have hope, you have faith, you know, you have something that you're working towards. Um, you, you're always trying to get better, you know, you don't get complacent. Uh, being from a small school, I feel like you know you always keep. Like, I guess that's that chip on your shoulder they always talk about.
2: Do you still have the chip on the shoulder? I don't. I don't want to go over old ground, but we we know, and people out there can certainly find out about how you went through high school and people doubted your speed and and you didn't have any any sizable offers coming out of high school. Arkansas State didn't work out for you there. You transfer. They told you you weren't going to be much at corner. That that's a bit of a very shortened version. Do you still carry that chip on your shoulder?
1: I would say, no, I don't care. I don't care that chip on my shoulder anymore. You know, that's kind of in the past now. Um, but, like, my mindset now is pretty much more like a – it's more like a chess match, you know. It's like me versus this guy on the other side of the ball. Not only him, but his other teammates. You know, he got a slot receiver. He got a quarterback. You know, it's, it's a chess match between us. Also, the running back. They might have a dynamic running back that I might have to face. You know, it's a chess match between all these guys out here on this field. You know, it's a game at the end of the day um so no, nah, i don't care that chip on my shoulder anymore
2: it's sort of not healthy so it wanted to to a certain point isn't it definitely yeah uh, you know,
1: yeah, yeah yeah definitely um you know like uh, it's all energy at the end of the day you know and you want to make sure you're transferring that energy in the right way
2: definitely and james what do you want to achieve moving forward like uh, i mean you're at a obviously the prime of your career what do you want to achieve
1: I just want to be a good player at the end of the day. No, I mean, I want, to be, I want to be the best player that I can be, you know? You know, I feel like I can be elite, so I want to be elite, you know? Um, and that's, my, that's what I want to do, you know? I try not to think too far down the road, to be honest with you. You know, I just try to go week by week because um, it's a long season.
2: I really appreciate you taking the time to join me, and uh, I look forward to team something up down
0: there in Alabama.
1: For sure. I appreciate you having me on, and I definitely enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Currently 4-10, and ten, Bradbury and the Giants will end their season with three NFC matches, facing bitter rivals the Eagles on Monday morning before heading to the Windy City to take on the Bears and then hosting the Washington football team at home in the season's final week. And don't forget that ESPN is your home of the NFL here in Australia, as, as well as catching live broadcasts, You can tune in to the Brecky NFL Show on ESPN in Australia and New Zealand's Facebook page on Tuesday mornings, access the work of ESPN's stable of award-winning journalists at ESPN.com.au and get around the worldwide leaders' host of podcast offerings wherever you so happen to get them. But for now, I'd like to thank you for joining us on another edition of one of those pods, ESPN's Beyond the Lead, this time for a conversation between Patrick Georgievic and New York Giants corner, James Bradbury. I've been your host, Joey Lynch, and as a reminder, you can catch this episode, every other episode of Beyond the Lead, and of all of ESPN's collection of podcasts and audio goodness, wherever you do so happen to get them from. If you're enjoying Beyond the Lead, or any of those other offerings, be sure to subscribe, leave a famous five-star review, and help spread the words to friends and family over that Christmas table. Trust us, it really does help out, and we appreciate it. If you've got any athletes you'd like to hear from, stories you want explored, or issues you want unpacked, be sure to at us on Twitter at Beyond the Lead. All one word. Yes, I'm amazed we were still able to get that handle this late on as well. Anyways, thanks for listening today, tomorrow, or whenever you happen to be tuning in. And do not forget, I'll catch you for another deep dive into sports as ESPN takes you beyond the lead very soon.